Hey, good morning, guys. It is a blessed Tuesday. Welcome, welcome to the... What's up? Who, oh, who do we have? Who do we have? Good morning, Akeem. It's Lori. <laughs> good morning, Lori. Good morning. Good morning. So welcome, everyone, to the Alpha Talk Tuesday podcast. This is a weekly podcast to connect, empower, and inspire enlightened minds to pursue a life of greatness. So guys, I want to thank all of you for joining today. Um, this message today, I believe, is really going to be, a, to be a blessing to your soul and to be a source of encouragement, even as you push forth in your destiny and what God has for you, for you. So I'm going to open us up in prayer. Father, I just want to thank you for bringing us here today. I want to thank you for allowing us to know you, to see you, to, to worship you in spirit and truth. Father, I pray that everyone who is sincerely seeking you, wanting to know more about you and your kingdom and looking to manifest that kingdom here in the earth through obedience to you, Father, I pray that you will just continue to use these, this time that we have now to give them instruction so that they may continue to walk in the things you call them to walk in. May they have more clarity. May they have more uh, intentionality. May they have more focus. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity to be a blessing to your body. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, guys, I want to thank you for joining today. So this is part three of our You Need Boundaries series. So just to do a brief recap on what we've been talking about, pretty much we've been talking about the importance of setting boundaries as a child of God. So there's this misconception that when we get saved and we are um, following the Lord, whether we're in business, you know, relationships, fam- whatever you have, what happens is there's this mindset that tends to form where we feel like we are called to everybody and called to do everything. You know, we, we have the heart of God. We want to be a blessing to people, but we need to learn how to respect the boundaries that God has set in our lives to be able to respond to the calling. So we want to understand the, per- the the importance and the purpose of boundaries. So like I mentioned, we're in part three. So just to give a brief recap of the past two messages, the first message was, um, the key of that message was boundaries create a space for rest. Boundaries create a space for rest. So that pretty much means when you are submitted to the purpose and the plan of God, there is rest assigned to the territory that's allotted to you. There is rest assigned to the territory that is allotted to you. Now, go into more details on that, you know, within this message. Second part, the second key of part two was boundaries create a space for you to receive and respond to God's favor. Boundaries create a space for you to receive and respond to God's favor. So when you operate within the boundaries of your calling, gift, and assignment, there is favor assigned to the territory. And when you understand who you're called to, your assignment, your gifts, and so forth, you become more responsive and receptive to God's favor. So you're able to distribute the grace that's on your life more intentionally and the part for today which leads us into today's message is the third point about boundaries before I go into the devotional just to give you some inspiration 
um, the, the point for today is boundaries create a safe space for growth and development. Boundaries create a safe space for growth and development. So I am actually going to be reading a devotional to you guys because I just want you to, um, I want you to have something to go back to to even get more insight for yourself. So I'm going to be going to the devotional. This devotional will be on the blog, on the podcast, if you go to it later. But um, I'm just going to read to you the blog. I'm sorry, the devotional. So it says, to have healthy boundary with others, we, mo- we must first develop them within ourselves. Because a boundary isn't for other people, it is for us. That's deep. God even models this with us directly. He doesn't force us to be in relationship with him, even though that's his desire. He gives us the freedom to choose. He convicts and guides us, but ultimately he allows us to decide how we respond to him. That is a boundary. And when we are making healthy decisions that align with God's word, we experience God's peace, fulfillment, joy, and goodness. When we make choices that aren't God's best for us, we miss out on so much of that. It's the same in our other relationships. When we lack healthy boundaries, we don't experience much peace, fulfillment, joy, or goodness. Am I right? Instead, our hearts fill quickly up with anger, resentment, and bitterness. When Martha invited Jesus into her home, her intentions were in the right place by wanting to host Jesus well. But she quickly lost focus, got upset, and became resentful because Mary was soaking up one-on-one time with Jesus instead of helping with preparations. So Martha went to Jesus and tattled on Mary. Martha didn't even ask Mary for help. She assumed that she would get it and was upset when she didn't. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7 says, Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion. We can't say yes to something and then be angry about it and take it out on others. When we release control of people's feelings and expectations, then we can start to experience true peace. And we're almost done here, guys. Many times in my journey of learning what a boundary was, it kept coming back to some deep underlying issues. Much like Martha, I had unhealthy expectations. Like when I offered advice to people, but got upset when they didn't do what I suggested. That's a control issue. And ultimately, those things stemmed from insecurity. I wanted to be needed, valued, and loved by others so much that I thought I could control my way to that fulfillment. I kept unhealthy relationships in hopes that they would come around because I didn't want to be rejected or alone. There is so much freedom that comes from understanding that our identity is found in Jesus, not in other people. So that concludes that devotional. Pretty much that's day three of that devotion I share with you guys. And the title of it I will put in the podcast because we've been using that. It's so, sort of like this kind of like uh, almost like a, a landmark of this discussion because I think this topic is so important, especially for times that we are in now. There is a lot of deception out there. There is a lot of action. And what we need is to understand the purpose and the importance of boundaries. So like I mentioned, a lot of the times when we come into, uh, before I go into the scripture, a lot of the times when we come into the kingdom and we get some insight and wisdom, what happens is we feel as though we are like Jesus. And what we try to do is be all things to all people. 
But even if you look at the ministry of Jesus, it was not that way. He spoke and everything that he did was with purpose. I won't go into too much detail, but he was called to a certain people, but eventually he was called to everybody, but it was done in a specific manner. So it wasn't his purpose. Like he could have easily been like, you know what, I'm going to start this ministry and I'm going to start in Jerusalem, but I'm actually going to travel physically also to the Gentiles. I'm going to go out there to Rome. I'm going to, you know, start another ministry over there. Then I'm going to start another ministry over here. And uh, <laughs> let's say America, you know, America didn't exist back then, but that's a whole different conversation. And, and then we'll also start a ministry somewhere in South America and so forth. So anyway, when Jesus came physically, when he manifested in the earth, there was a specific territory that he was allotted to. There was an assignment and he understood that assignment. So we may feel as though we have to reach everybody. But in reality, even when you look at a G, when you look at the life of Jesus, he reached everybody that he was supposed to reach, but it was done in a way that God wanted it to be done. So I want to make it very clear that just because a person has boundaries, it doesn't limit your reach. When you respect the, the calling, the process, and the gifts that God has placed on your life, you actually increase, increase, increase the reach and the effectiveness of what God wants to do using your life. So it's not ultimately about how much clout, how many followers, how many people are paying attention to you. It's about, are you paying attention to God? So I'm going to read a scripture for it. To, uh, I have a whole bunch of scriptures, but that's why I wanted to kind of prep you guys just to even read these things. This wonderful word. So this is Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continue on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed her, him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come here and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So I'm going to pause right there for a moment because we have here Martha, Mary, and Jesus. So in between Martha and Mary, we have Jesus. Now, there were two different responses to the presence of God being with them. Let me repeat that again. There were two different responses for the presence of God being with them. Now, Martha, on one hand, she had a heart to honor him. She wanted to make sure all the preparations were set, like everything was perfect. She wanted to make sure everything was perfect and prepared for the Savior. Now, we don't know if this was something that they had advance notice for. We don't know if, like, Martha knew days in advance that he would be appearing at her house. It could have been like he just happened to come there with his disciples and she was like, oh my God, let me go cook something, let me go prepare. It could have been that, we, we don't know, only God knows. But the focus of Martha was at that time, which was her heart, and some of us, we battle with this too, is we want to make sure that everything is perfect for God. 
But what Mary understood was that God was perfect and he was right there. So her focus was being present in the moment with him because the king is in the room with you. So when the king is in the room with you, when the king is in your territory, he becomes the focus and the consumption of your thought process, of your time, of your gift. Remember, child of God, that all we do is unto the Lord. So when Mary was sitting at the Lord's feet, the reason why she was able to focus and um, and, and to receive what God wanted her to receive is because she, she what Jesus said here, he just revealed it to me. It says that Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. So what he's talking about is eternal life, eternal life by way of Jesus. It says, I'm going to read this again. It says, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Now, the question is, I'm going to pause right there. What is that one thing worth being concerned about? And I ask you, what is that one that one thing that's worth being concerned about? Is it the presence of Jesus or is it the work? Pause. Say lie. Is it the work or is it the presence of Jesus? Because the presence of Jesus is eternal life. When you follow him, when you allow him to instruct you, to teach you, he is leading you in a specific direction. So when Jesus says, Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her, he is referring to himself because he is life. In John 1, it says that, um, let me just read it. I don't even want to paraphrase this. I'm going to, in John 1, thank you, Jesus. This is John chapter 1. Hold on. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is John chapter 1. I'm going to read to verse 5. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave, gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So to go back to this story, and what we were reading, let me go back to my notes, in Luke, the thing that Mary discovered was that Jesus was life himself. He was light. There was nothing else that was important to her. So she was able to focus, and I'm going. that is going to lead me to the point of, one of the points of setting boundaries is they help you to focus on what's important. Setting boundaries helps you to focus on what is important. Boundaries help you to stay focused on what is important. So I'm going to give you an example of this, right? So let's say you are a person who, when you were younger, I'm going to use myself for an example. When you were younger, you used to love playing video games, right? And you play video games in high school, out of high school. When you were a grown man, you play video games. You grew older, you play video games, and you love playing the Xbox and so forth. But what happens is you realize that when you were playing these video games, these things took up so much of your time that you actually started to ignore and reject the things that were 
more important than the things that had to be done. So you started to deprioritize the things that you should have been taking care of. So you start, you stop going, you actually called out of work one time, I'm talking about myself. You actually called out of work <laughs> to play the video game. You actually, oh my goodness. All right, I'm talking about the old me. Like this is not anything I did recently. But I, myself, I remember times where I literally, I think I literally called out of work to stop the um, keep playing a video game because I think I was in a, I was in the thick of it. And I remember kind of having like a come to me Jesus moment because I was starting, my finances and everything was starting to be affected. Now, this is before I was saved. So when I say come to me Jesus, I'm talking about just kind of like coming to myself, realizing that there was a deeper problem here. So anyway, I realized that, hold on, this is not good. And I was really in financial lack. And I'm like, I'm not able to take care of this. I'm not able to take care of that. Like I have to start selling stuff. Because at that time, like, I had a certain level of pride and I wasn't willing to do whatever was necessary to take care of the house. Because this is years, this is when I was single and not married and, um, you know, whatever else and before I was saved. So I was not willing to do the things that I needed to do to get out of that situation. So I stayed in that situation for way too long and I ended up losing a lot of things just because of me being distracted by something that was not adding value to my life. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that video games are bad, um, but what I am saying is, depending on your calling, gift, and assignment, they may not be for you. So, going back to what I'm talking about is me now. I have to set boundaries and limitations on like you know I still like video games, but now I have to set boundaries and limitations on how I interact with them because I understand how dangerous they can be if you get tapped into them too much. Like, and it, for me, it could be video games. For you, it could be sugar, it could be chocolate. It could be um, gossip, having conversations with people that are unproductive. It could be going out to movies, going to events, you know, uh, whatever else. You, you know, whatever that thing is that kind of steals your time and causes you to lose focus of what your assignment and gifts and calling are. You know what those things are. So when you start to set limitations and boundaries on the things that you do, it helps you to stay focused. And also, it, it creates a quiet space in the spirit where you can hear from God more clearly. I'm going to repeat that again. When you set boundaries and you limit the things that can hinder you you actually create a quiet space. It's almost like a pocket that you create in the spirit where you can hear from God clearly. Setting boundaries allows you to sense static and, and potential distractions. So you want to be a person who allows himself to be consumed with Jesus. And what I mean by that is this. You want Jesus to become the central focus of your day. And anything that takes your mind off of what he wants you to do in that moment, um, it needs to be investigated. It needs to be investigated. So, for example, like, okay, I'm not going to say that, but I'll, I'll say it this way. You have to know what you you have to know the things that lead you away from walking in purpose and helping you to stay focused. You know what those things are. You know. 
boundaries help you to discern your weak spots and, and areas where the enemy can attack you. So I use this example, right? Boundaries are like walls and rooms in the spirit. So when you create, when, like, so when you have a house, right? So when you come into a house, you walk through the door and you shut the door you, and you come inside and everything. So when you set boundaries, it's kind of like those doors and walls that are erected that kind of create that space for you to function. So there are certain things that you will do inside the house that you don't feel comfortable doing outside the house. You know, there are some of you, like, there are some of you who you prefer your blinds closed. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. There's some of you who prefer your blinds open. You like, you know, you don't, you like there to be visibility. You know, so like all of these things, kind of like spiritually speaking, are like the boundaries that you set in your life depending on your personality, your gifts, calling, and assignment. So, like, it's very important that you kind of embrace the Lord daily. You don't want to have this kind of relationship where it's just like you seek him once a week or only when you need something. You want to have fellowship with him daily because he lets you know what you need to do and what you need to stop doing. You know, like, for example, there may, like, just using sugar for an example, which is, um, I'm recently coming to the, to the understanding that you can be addicted to sweets. This is a whole topic. This is not my focus of the discussion, but um, I like sweets, right? But what I'm realizing is I have to set boundaries on that because you may not want to say it. I may not want to acknowledge it, you know, or whoever else has this thing. We, by fault, by choosing to continue to eat sweets, even when you know it's not good for you, it's kind of like addiction. You know, I, I hate to say it that bluntly, but it's almost like an addiction. And if these are things that you know are not helping you in your walk with God, you need to investigate it. Like I said, everything is not bad, but if it's not helping you in your walk with God or if it's not, it's not affirming your assignment or your calling, then it needs to be investigated and you need to kind of weigh it on the scales and see how much purpose it has in your life. So continuing on, boundaries create a space for you to sharpen your gifts, skills, and abilities. So when you understand what is the what the Lord is shaping in your life and helping your life, I'm sorry, and making out of your life, you become more focused on this, the gifts, skills, and abilities that he has given you. You want to sharpen them. Like I said, one of the problems is a lot of us try to be all things. And because we're trying to be a jack of all trades spiritually, we're trying to be prophetic, we're trying to be apostolic, we're trying to be um, uh, uh, faith-filled, we're trying to be a miracle worker, we're trying to do all these things rather than just taking it day by day and day, day by day and allowing God to work through us. So God can text message, just so you know, he can send you a text message. And what I mean, I'm not saying literally, but he can send you a text message through people. He can encourage you. That is a work. You know, that's that's an extension of God, too. He can send you an email. He can, you know, whatever. You know, they, there's so many different ways that God can reach you or whoever he wants to reach. So it doesn't look always a specific way. So you want to focus in on the gifts, skills, and abilities that God has given you and start to sharpen those 
and, and you want to spend time with him so he can reveal to you your gifts, your skills, and abilities. You want to spend time with him. Not just with people. Like, yes, people. I love people. Awesome, cool. You know, people have knowledge, wisdom, insight. That's cool. People are scholars, degrees, all that good stuff. But you want to spend time with God himself because there are things that he will reveal to you about your assignment, your calling, and your gift that resonate with you and are able and, and you are able to formulate language for the people who are assigned, assigned to your territory. Because remember how before I mentioned that within your territory, there are people in there, saved and unsaved. So your voice has a specific print on it that resonates with the people that God has called to your territory. So when you speak, when you smile, your mannerisms, gifts, calling, and so forth, there are things that resonate with the people in your territory. And if you allow yourself to be distracted, you will not be able to minister. This is the reason why it's important to like, eliminate distractions and to know your boundaries, set boundaries. You won't be able to minister in power to the people that God has called you to because you're constantly distracted. You're trying to do all things, trying to be all things. You're trying to do all these things that God may not be instructing you to do. Continuing on, boundaries help you to build discipline and structure so favor can be preserved. Jesus, let me repeat that again. Boundaries help you to build discipline and structure so favor can be preserved. So remember how I said, within the walls, using the house for an example, right? When you build a house, it has a foundation. It has a foundation and what's on the foundation? You have walls, you have rooms, you have floors and so forth. So when you allow the Lord to build these boundaries in your life through his presence, because he will give you instructions on what the place where and so forth through fellowship, what happens is you create a structure that favor can be preserved in and what that looks like is this there are certain people in your family that are experiencing the the, the because you chose to follow the lord and chose to be submitted to his assignment his calling for your life there are people around you that are connected and who are experiencing grace on your life they may not even be saved yet. They may not even know who the Lord is yet. But because they're close to you by proximity, they have some fellowship with you. They are experiencing a certain level of grace um, because you have chosen to be disciplined and structured. So this is the reason why you have to be very diligent and, 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 and not so distracted because there are people attached to you who are able to be preserved that's a whole different conversation so the favor on your life the, the favor of God what it looks like there's so many different ways favor can manifest so many different ways like just to give an example I don't want to go off too far but favor can manifest in so many different ways it could be like when you go to a car dealership and you just go in there and you're looking for a specific type of car you go in there and the sales rep that first comes to you is like, uh, like we don't have that. I can't really help you. Like you know, like I, I, he tries to sell you a different car, but you go inside and he says like, I don't know. Like you know, maybe this other guy can help you. So you go speak to the other guy, and the other guy's like, a, let's say he's a manager or something like that, and he connects with you, even though he may be unsaved, right? Because 
I need you guys to hear this because there's a lot of false te- teachings and misunderstandings out there. <sighs> the favor of God, God's favor, can be, he, he can impart it to who he wants at a specific moment in time for whatever purpose. So when you go into that sales manager, for example, he is he just kind of resonates with your spirit. He just resonates with your spirit because of the favor of God that's in your life. And he's like, you know what? I actually don't have that car here, but this is what we'll do. He gives you some instructions. He tells you what to do. Come back this time, this date, and so forth. And he has that for you. He arranges it. And it's not because of anything that you did. You simply were trusting in God that you would get the desired thing or you know promise and it like i said favor manifests in so many different ways it's not just material but i'm just using that as an example so favor is preserved through your discipline and your building structure in your life so you don't need to be all things to all people you need to focus on what god has called you to and continue to sharpen your gifts your calling and your assignment and uh, what i mean by sharpening is uh, just knowing what it is, knowing what it is, knowing the language of it. And we're almost done here. So <sighs> boundaries create a space for miracles to occur. Miracles can actually validate the authenticity of a source and or message. So what I mean by that is when you set boundaries, you actually create a space and a spirit for miracles to occur. By you choosing to set boundaries, like I said, using, I continue to use the house as an example within the walls. Within the walls of your ter- of your gift of calling and assignment, miracles can happen because that area, that territory is submitted to the kingdom of God. Wherever the kingdom of God is allowed to be made manifest, you setting boundaries and you respecting the territory, many great things can happen many great things can happen and we're almost done here last thing last point i'm gonna bring to you our spiritual values are the anchors and foundation of our natural boundaries our spiritual values are the substance that give weight to our natural behaviors i'm sorry natural boundaries so what i mean by that is the values that you hold spiritually for example um one of the topics that is like a hot topic in the church, you know, within the kingdom is tithing, right? So that's not something I'm really going to, that's not really my, you know, area. I'm not really going to focus on that too much. But what I can tell you what it is, is tithing is giving 10% of your income to God. Now, if you chose to honor God by giving him 10% of your income, what you're saying to God by faith is I'm setting a boundary here that no matter what I earn here in this earth, I'm giving you back 10% of it because I believe that you are setting a wall so that the devourer, the enemy, can't attack or will be limited in his attack on my finances or whatever endeavors I'm engaging in financially. So, like I said, tithing, that's not really my area, that's not really my focus in this conversation, but what I will say is that is an example of a spiritual value that sets and creates a natural boundary. So because you are a tither, there are certain decisions that you make that are different from a person who does not tithe. And that's, that's the manifestation of the natural boundary. 
So your spiritual values create a natural boundary. So my last point here, guys, before we close out is this, right? Boundaries are important. So your calling, your gift, and your assignment have a specific shape, image, and form. Your calling, gift, and assignment have a specific shape, image, and form. That shape, image, and form when it is submitted to the presence of Jesus, when it is submitted to God, it looks like Jesus in the earth. I'm going to repeat this and clarify this. Your calling, gift, and assignment have a specific shape, image, and form. That shape, when submitted to Jesus, when submitted to the Lord, it looks like Him in the earth. So what I mean by that is this. When you choose to allow your gift, calling, and assignment to be submitted to the Lord, what happens is you allow His work, His kingdom to be made manifest here on earth. Wherever you are, the kingdom of God rules. Your presence becomes a conduit and a a, a place where the miraculous can happen, where favor can happen, where grace can um, be extended, where mercy can be extended because you're presently there. So your calling, gift, and assignment have a specific shape, image, and form. So you want to be a person who is like Mary. You stay at the feet of Jesus, and you also know when it's time to work. If, if Martha would have been wiser to discern who Jesus was, she would have been at the feet of Jesus. And if Jesus would have instructed her that he needed her to go, to go make preparations, she would have done so. But it wouldn't have consumed her where she was so focused on the, the preparation that she forgot about the presence, Jesus. So you don't want to be a person who's so focused on preparation that you forget about the presence. The presence will guide you in how to make preparations. So child of God, I close here. Discern the walls of your calling, gift, and assignment. Discern the walls. And the only way to discern the walls is to stick with the Lord and to start to shut down all the static, all the distractions. Anything that is limiting your fellowship with the Lord needs to be investigated. So, child of God, I encourage, I'm going to give you a, um, a few more scriptures before we're done here. I just want to close out with this. Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Philippians 4.7, it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And my last one I'll give to you, I'll put some more in the notes on the podcast. Um, Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I'm going to pause right there. That scripture in itself, in and of itself, is so powerful. When you respect the boundaries of your calling, gift, and assignment, and you respect the presence of God, he will allow you to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. These are things you cannot do in your own strength, your own wisdom, your own power, because you have none. The power 
that you are allowed to walk in because of the presence of Jesus allows you to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Child of God, do not try to do these things in your own strength. It's the presence of Jesus that enables you to do these things. So if it's creating a distraction, limit it or set some, you know, do you have to do an investigation, you know, do an investigation. Bring it to God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? All right, guys. So I'm going to conclude with that. I just wanted to say thank all of you for joining. I pray that this message really touched you and gave you some insight on boundaries and the importance of creating boundaries. Remember, boundaries create a safe space for growth and development. Everything we talked about today was regarding growth, development, and so forth. So this message will be, as you all know, available on the podcast. Yeah. Guys, I pray for you. And I just hope that you continue to just walk in your assignment. Walk in love. Walk in the Lord's light. And let his light shine through you. Have a blessed day. And remember that you are out. Tuesday podcast held every Tuesday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We look forward to you joining us next week. Have a wonderful day and remember that you are out.